Hello and welcome to The Grove Zone. You have tuned into the podcast of the Union Grove Missionary Baptist Church of Warner Robins, Georgia. At Union Grove, we are learning, serving, giving, and connecting under the leadership of our senior pastor, Dr. David Anthony Clark, Sr. For more information on Union Grove, find us on the web at www. Dot the grovewr.org. And now, here's a word from the Lord. The theme for this month is Harmony 133. And if you want to use hashtag, hashtag Harmony 133. And based on last week's word, Harmony, I mean, uh, hashtag Love Anyway. Uh, we have another word today. I'm going to put the spotlight on another piece of Psalm 133, which focuses on harmony, unity, and that's what we want to focus on uh, this month as we celebrate our 133 years. Amen. I'm going to read this text in its entirety. The whole entire 133rd Psalm is only three verses. I'm going to read this entire text. Uh, the message today comes from the very end of verse 3. The very end of verse 3. But again, starting at verse 1. How wonderful and pleasant it is when brothers live together in harmony. For harmony is as precious as the anointing oil that was poured over Aaron's head that ran down his beard and on to the border of his robe. Harmony is as refreshing as the dew from Mount Hermon that falls on the mountains of Zion. Here's where we're putting the sermonic spotlight. And there the Lord has pronounced his blessing, even life for even life everlasting. And there and there, and there the Lord has pronounced his blessing even life everlasting. I've come to declare today, we are blessed. We are blessed. That's, that's the word for today. We are blessed. We are blessed. David said, it is a wonderful thing. It is wonderful when the people of God experience unity, or as the New Living Translation translates it, harmony. It is sweet and delightful, like sweet sounding music. Like how the temptations open their song, treat her like a lady. In vogue, singing, my love, you're never going to get it. Or boys to men singing, it's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. Harmony. He described harmony as precious and abundant as the anointing oil. David also said harmony amongst the people of God is as refreshing as the dew, as if the dews of Mount Hermon could reach the mountains of Zion. This harmony is good, pleasant, precious, and refreshing. We need this, tarp, this type of harmony in our lives today, don't we? We need it. We live in a very racially dissonant, socially distant, frighteningly uh, fragmented and dangerously divided America. We constantly see what seems to be the worst of our society, things that can truly make life awful. Yet David declares unto us, harmony amongst the people of God is, is good, pleasant, Precious and refreshing. You may be asking, what, what is meant by harmony? What is, what is this harmony? This harmony, as I shared last Sunday, is being joined together like kinfolk. It is unity, being with one accord on the same page. It is embracing the same beliefs, values, principles. The brethren love one another anyway. Everyone honors everyone. Harmony is fighting on the same team against a common enemy, going in the same direction, working toward the same goals. 
Each of us as worshipers or members of a family or tribe is a piece of a puzzle. We are all a piece of something that when we all come together, we complete it. When we dwell together, we complete a picture of what God had in mind when he created man. And we're stronger for it. Harmony brings to mind, as I shared last week, what the South Africans promoted as Ubuntu, U-B-U-N-T-U. Ubuntu is a love, a warmth, where everyone is in community looking out for everyone else's well-being. There's no animosity in Ubuntu. There's no hostility, no racial tension or discord, no violence toward others. Everyone honors everyone. But David closed this psalm saying, God has commanded a blessing there. It's at the very tail end of verse 3. should be there in your Bible. For there, as the, the, the Lord commanded a blessing, the King James Version puts it, even life forevermore. There, David, what does David mean by there? The Lord has commanded a blessing where the brethren live in harmony. It is believed by many scholars that that's what David is referring to, not necessarily just there in Mount Zion, although Mount Zion in Old Testament theology represented the place of the presence of God. But we believe that, that David may be alluding to that there at that place of harmony amongst the people of God, there in that place of unity amongst the people of God, there at that place of warmth, that place of love where people love anyway, God has commanded, pronounced, declared a blessing. I believe David is saying to us that when God sees this harmony amongst his people who are aligned with his will, he declares, I'm commanding a blessing right there, right where they are. I think what David is saying is God commands a special blessing on his people who decide to live in harmony. Now, David doesn't provide a dissertation explaining why the Lord commands this blessing. Perhaps the commanded blessing is because fellowship, uh, communion, unity reflect the heart of God. It could be that our ability to get along, love one another, treat one another right, and practice justice toward one another matters to God. Maybe, maybe it's, just, it's just that united brethren matters. Maybe God commands the blessing there because harmony amongst the brethren mirrors what God sees in heaven. Don't you remember Jesus oftentimes referring to oneness between he and our heavenly father? Maybe harmony in heaven replicated on earth moves God to command a blessing there. Or the commanded blessing could be due to the eternal dimension of harmonious fellowship. The eternal dimension of harmonious fellowship. Harmony amongst God's people is one of the few things that will last for all eternity. Harmony amongst the saints is an eternal blessing awaiting the people of God. We will all be before the Lord praising him along with the angels for all eternity. Heaven and earth will pass away. Flowers will fade. Grass will wither. Prophecy shall fail. Tongues will cease. But fellowship, fellowship is one of the very few things that will last forever. That could be why God pronounced or commanded a blessing there. And as I move on, I want, I want to make sure that we all understand that we need to be there. We need to be where the Lord has commanded the blessing. We need harmony amongst the saints of God. In so doing, we enjoy a much needed sense of belonging. Belonging is critical. 
In fact, Abraham Maslow says belonging is one of our most basic critical human needs. It can be difficult to feel a sense of belonging during this pandemic. So many people are battling depression from the onset of isolation. Loneliness is on the rise. Belonging is important. It is critical. And I'm glad I belong to the brethren. There are some things the brethren share. There, there are some things about our similar stories, our, our shared experiences that make life with brothers and sisters in Christ good, pleasant, precious, and refreshing. You may be asking things like what? That's a good question. I'm glad you asked. Three things real quick and we're going to raise up. Number one, we all share being chosen. We all share being chosen. The brethren to whom David refers are chosen people. This is something shared amongst the brethren and the sisterin. Uh, sisterin is not a real word, by the way, I am uh, making that up. Uh, David is referring to the brethren who shared being descendants of Abraham. Abraham was chosen by God to enter a covenant with him, and God promised him that all the nations of the earth would be blessed through Abraham. This is what gave them their identity. This, there being the seed of Abraham. It wasn't the military branch they served in. It wasn't the fraternity or sorority they were a part of. It wasn't necessarily the color of their skin. Their identity came from their being descendants, chosen descendants, the chosen people uh, who are the descendants of Abraham. And they were known as God's chosen people. Again, y'all, they were, they were chosen to be God's own special people. It is more special and honorable than being chosen for the USA Olympic basketball team or the NBA or WNBA all-star team. Uh, it is more special and honorable than being among the few elite golfers who can wear the green blazer after winning the Masters or selected to join the ranks of those in any of the halls of fame. To make the Olympic team, the all-star team, the, the all-pro team, the, the Hall of Fame is something special, but to be chosen by God is incomparably awesome. This is what makes belonging to the brethren such a blessing for us as followers of Jesus. We are all chosen by God to be a part of the brethren. We belong to something because no mere mortal could decide if we could come in. No committee had to vote us in. No one had to review our credentials or do a background check or review our credit report before we could come in. You cannot become a part of the brethren unless you are dying in your sins and on your way to perishing in hell. That's the only way in. You must be a sinner who is willing to repent of your sins, accept Jesus as your Savior and Lord, and have your sins washed washed away by his blood that's the only way in sin gets you in you cannot be chosen to become a part of the brethren if you are not bound by sin sin gets you in this is why you must confess your sins and repent of your sins and have your sins washed away by the blood of Jesus sin qualifies you to be chosen to become a part of the brethren the Bible puts it this way in Romans 3:23: all have sinned for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God this means this means your past doesn't disqualify you from belonging it doesn't matter how sin had a grip on your heart and mind God is gracious enough to choose you to belong it means it means that you can come to Christ as high as a kite 
he'll still choose you. You can work it like it's worth it as a sex worker. Jesus will still choose you. God has chosen murderers, adulterers, liars, racists, you name it. God has chosen all types of sinners because he's a gracious God. Your past does not disqualify you from belonging to the brethren. So none of the brethren can look down on any of the other brothers or sisters as if they, the, the way they got in was superior to how someone else got in. Affirmative action doesn't help you become one of the brethren. None of us get in because God had to meet some type of quota. None of the brethren could look down on any others as if their ACT or SAT scores got them in. No one's connections to powerful politicians or business executives got them in. We all share how God chose us and this is why we belong. The Lord chose us. The fractions of our testimonies can have different numerators, but they all have the same denominator. The numerator for your testimony may have something to do with drug addiction, dope dealing, greed, prostitution, pimping, stealing, gang banging, sexual prom promiscuity, or any of the like, but we all have a common denominator to the fraction of our salvation testimony, and that common denominator's name is Jesus. Is anybody praying with me today? His name is Jesus. We all, listen, we, when we chose to get high, he chose us. When we chose sexual promiscuity, he chose us. When we chose darkness, Jesus, Jesus chose us. The numerator of our sin fraction of choice may vary, but we all have one common denominator who looked beyond our faults, showed us amazing grace, and chose us anyway, and his name is Jesus. And if it had not been for Jesus, none of us would belong in the brethren. Now, while you and I, as redeemed sinners, belong in the brethren, sinful behavior does not belong. There are other spaces like the brethren you can get in, but certain behaviors are not welcome. On March 7th, 1985, 46 singers gathered together to record We Are the World. Michael Jackson, Ray Charles, Smokey Robinson, Diana Ross, Anita Pointer, uh, Lionel Richie, Stevie Wonder, Paul Simon, Dionne Warwick, Gladys Knight, Bob Dylan, and many, many others assembled to record this song that would raise money to alleviate a famine in Ethiopia. The song's producer, Quincy Jones, had one night to get the track recorded and had no time to play around. So he placed a sign at the entrance to the studio that read, check your egos at the door. These musical superstars were welcome, but their egotistical behavior was not. This was a space like the brethren. You can get in, but certain behaviors are not welcome. Sinners who repent of their sins and renounce a life of sin belong. But behavior that blatantly, deliberately, unashamedly, profoundly, consistently, and irrefutably lives in sin does not belong amongst the brethren. Sin gets you in, but living in bondage, willingly living in bondage to sin must be checked in at the door. This is why Paul wrote to the Ephesians in Ephesians chapter 5 verses 3 to 9 Ephesians 5 3 to 9 he says let there be no sexual immorality impurity or greed among you such sins have no place among God's people I've seen stories foolish talk and coarse jokes these are not for you instead let there be thankfulness to God 
You can be sure that no immoral, impure, or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of Christ and of God. For a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. Don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins. For the anger of God will fall on all who disobey him. Don't practice in the things these people do. For once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live as people of light. For this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. Now there's something awesome in all of this, if you can catch it. While God chose you, he was making it clear that he wanted you, but he didn't want that. Uh, he wanted you, but he didn't want that sin because sin comes between you and his holiness and, and you and your other brothers and sisters in Christ. God chose you because he wanted you, but he didn't want that. That's why the blood of Jesus washed that away. Don't you ever forget and don't let anyone else make you forget that that is why he chose you. That is why he shed blood for you. That is why he died for you. That is why he was buried and resurrected for you that sin that addiction that greed that hypocrisy that sexual bondage was a barrier between you and the Lord so now what you got to do and what I have to do we've got to let all that go let all of it go that sinful behavior that lifestyle and bondage to sin let it go and I'm gonna throw this in for free and let go of all that gossip let, let, let go of all that gossip That gossip that you spread rumors About your brothers and your sisters Who don't sin like you sin let, let the gossip go We don't need that in the midst of the brethren God saved, God saved them Just like he saved you God chose them just like he chose you God washed their sins away Just like he washed your sins away Let all of that go to include The gossip Including the gossip If Listen don't gossip about, don't gossip about Someone else's past as if you do not have a dirty, stank, nasty, shameful, sinful past. Remember, remember there, there amongst the harmonious chosen people of God is where the Lord commanded a blessing. All of us are chosen with the past. With all Jesus has done to get us in, let's not allow sin, not even gossip, to take away from the good, the pleasant, the precious, and the refreshing commanded blessing of God. We are blessed, y'all. We are blessed because we all share. We all share being chosen. Secondly, secondly, we are blessed because we share being challenged. We share being challenged. David's, David's brethren had some challenges. It wasn't, it wasn't unusual to find Israel in warfare against other nations. And King David fought the Philistines, the Edomites, the Ammonites, the Arameans, and the Moabites. And, and David had personal challenges later in his own personal life and even in his household. David, David had professional challenges. David had personal challenges. I wonder, I wonder if anybody can relate to that today. Uh, professional challenges, personal challenges, financial challenges, challenges in our health. We all have challenges too. And, and it is a challenge as there, as there is a war inside each of us between our flesh and the spirit. Sin gets us in the brethren, but it doesn't want to let us go. Is there anybody besides me where sin just, you're ready to let go of it, but it don't want to let you go. 
We are chosen to live holy and living holy is a challenge. Living holy is a challenge and how the enemy seeks whom he may devour. It ain't easy letting go of your past and maturing in your walk with Christ. When sin is ever present, sometimes you want to do good, but you end up doing evil. Sometimes you want to do right and end up doing what you hate. Brethren and sisterin, we are chosen to live holy, but living holy is a challenge. It's a challenge loving people you know hate your guts. It's a challenge forgiving someone who meant to hurt you. It is a challenge to keep a smile on your face when you see their face. It takes everything you have not to cuss out your co-workers who refuse to do their job and you end up doing it for them. It ain't easy moving forward in your walk with Christ when you're tempted to handle things the way you used to before you met the Lord. Is anybody praying with me today? Yeah, you try to pray so you can have peace that passes all understanding when you'd rather just smoke a joint or drink some yak or some hen and chill like you used to, like you used to. To, like you used to before you met Christ. Is anybody praying with me today? Hallelujah. You got to try to keep, keep it moving. Keep it, keep it holy with Christ and keep it, and keep it holy. But Lord have mercy being chosen and living holy comes with challenges. And this is true for all of us. None of us is exempt from challenges. This goes for all of the brethren and the sister and the old, the old and the young, the single and the married. All of us can find it challenging to live holy. You can quote the entire Bible from cover to cover. It is still a challenge to live holy. You can speak in tongues in your prayer closet from sunrise to sunset. It is still a challenge to live holy. You can shepherd the flock of God and preach and teach the word of God, it is still a challenge to live holy. And what can intensify the challenge in living holy is being deceived into believing you're the only one going through. This is what can make belonging to the brethren advantageous. This is what can make the difference in a harmonious fellowship where God has commanded a blessing. I don't have to keep my struggle a secret. I don't have to worry about my brothers and sisters in Christ condemning me and throwing me away. Because if Jesus doesn't condemn me, brethren cannot condemn me either. And according to the word of God in Romans chapter 8 verses 1 and 2, there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus and because you belong to him the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death I'm struggling but I belong to something where I don't have to worry about suffering in silence I don't have to worry about being thrown away I don't have to worry about being condemned by others who are struggling too and trust me we are all struggling all of us but please remember please remember God commanded a blessing on the chosen challenged brothers and sisters living together in harmony I may be struggling to move past my past, but I belong to the brethren where there is a commanded blessing for my life. I may be struggling with sin and weight that so easily besets me, but I belong to the brethren where there is a commanded blessing upon our harmony. I may be in a fight with the will of God for my life, but I belong to the brethren where there is a commanded blessing. But if I'm so blessed, if I'm so blessed, why am I struggling so? If, if 
if I'm so blessed, why is pleasing God so difficult sometimes? Well, one of the reasons you're struggling is because living holy is inherently challenging. You cannot live holy without the challenges and temptations and trials and tribulations. You cannot worship without warfare. It is what it is. Jesus dealt with it and told us we would deal with it too. It is what it is, and if you're going to live for Jesus, it is not going to happen without some challenges. But another reason for your challenges is that your struggles are part of your sanctification. God can use your challenges to help you grow and conform into the image of Christ. The devil tries to use your challenges to destroy you, but God uses them to develop you. Challenges come with the territory of living holy. But the good news is, and I do have good news, the good news is when you're a part of a fellowship where there's harmony. God has commanded a blessing there. So get strength for your struggles there. Get power for your problems there. Get hope when you're hurting there. For there God has commanded a blessing. And please hear me. Please hear this right here. Don't let our worshiping virtually hold you back. There's not a blessing. Listen, there is not 809 South Davis Drive. There is wherever and however two or three can gather in Jesus' name. There can be FaceTime to rejoice with one another or weep with one another. There can be texting one another to exhort one another. There can be a Zoom call when we laugh with one another. There can be when we sit down for lunch six feet apart to pour into one another. The blessing is there in the fellowship, not there in the building, but there in the fellowship amongst the brethren serving one another, praying for one another, caring for one another. And it is available to you whether we get together physically or not. I'm saying we are still blessed with a commanded blessing. So Union Grove, here's what we need to do. Here's what you and I need to do. Let's enhance our harmony in the grow zone. How about we all abstain from fronting like we all have it together? How, how about we not act like we're not challenged in living holy? I'm not asking anyone to put your business on social media. Don't post pictures or videos of you in sin on social media and then use a hashtag, don't judge me. Uh, let's, let's, let's all harmonize in transparency and empathy. Let's confess the Lord is still working on us. Let's all harmonize in confessing we have faults and needs, brothers and sisters, and we need brothers and sisters to pray for us. Let's live with one accord by admitting we may not be all we're supposed to be. But we're not all that we used to be. And here's something else, y'all. Here's something else specifically for the flock of God at Union Grove. Here's something else that can enhance our harmony. Let's praise God for the brothers and sisters who prayed us through our challenges. Can you, can any of you praise God for the saints who prayed you through some tough times in your life? You lost a loved one and the brethren prayed you through. You went through a divorce and we prayed you through. You got sick and the brethren and prayed you through. Let's give God glory for the saints of our fellowship who picked us up when we were down. Let's praise God for the time folk in our fellowship had a word in season when we were weary from the challenges we had faced. I'm here to tell you that I praise God that I don't have to suffer in silence, that with my challenges I'm not by myself. I'm a part of the brethren and the, and the fellowship with the sisters where God has commanded a blessing to strengthen.
strengthen me in my times of weakness. We are blessed. We are blessed because we all share being chosen. Secondly, we are blessed because we share being challenged. And finally, finally, we are blessed because we all share being champions. Yes, we're chosen, we're challenged, but we share. One thing we have in common, we are all champions. We're all champions. We're chosen, we're challenged, we're champions. David's brethren were not conquered by any other nation under his reign. David chose to run from his own son when he got a little older. But again, David, David fought numerous enemies of the nation of Israel, and God blessed King David with victory after victory as long as he ruled over Israel. David was a successful military leader but it was not only due to his leadership and skill as a military strategist the weakness of other nations may have played a small part but Israel was champions in warfare under David's rule because the Lord commanded a blessing on their on their nation God ordained for them to win then and for all eternity for the Lord established a covenant with David that one of his seed would sit on the throne forever we know Jesus is that seed and he will sit on the throne as king of kings and lord of lords for all eternity. One thing all the brethren shared, one thing, all, one thing they all had in common is that they are champions. And we too share that as brothers and sisters in Christ. We are champions. Let me break it down a little bit more for you. First of all, we're champions. We're champions over sin and death. We are champions over sin and death. Through Jesus, we are champions over sin, the grave, and death. Because he died and got back up, we too shall die and be raised to life again. Paul argued this throughout 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And in 1 Corinthians 15, 23 to 26, he said, uh, There is an order to this resurrection. Christ was raised as the first of the harvest. Then all who belong to Christ will be raised when he comes back. After that, the end will come when he will return when he will turn the kingdom over to God the Father having destroyed here this, this, this is what champions do having destroyed every ruler and authority and power for Christ must reign until he humbles all his enemies beneath his feet that's what enemies do and then that 26 verse of 1st Corinthians chapter 15 says and the last enemy to be destroyed is death then when you do the the biker shuffle all the way down to the 57th verse of 1st Corinthians 15 Paul says thank God he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ David ends Psalm 133 with the words and there the Lord has pronounced his blessing even life everlasting even life everlasting. This could refer to the Lord commanding a blessing of good long life. It could refer, it could refer to life beyond the grave. It could mean a number of things, but one thing for sure, we as followers of Jesus Christ are champions who have defeated sin and death. I said we have defeated sin and death. So here's what we've got to do. We must help one another live like it. The brethren help one another live so that sin does not have dominion over our mortal bodies. There is a commanded blessing of victory over your life. Belonging to the brethren who will encourage us and hold us accountable helps us live like the champions we are. But we are also champions over not only sin and death, but our daily challenges with life as well. Uh, do, do you have daily struggles in your life? Daily challenges with sickness 
and disease and grief. Or as James puts it in James chapter 1, diverse kinds of temptations. That's, that's James' way. When he says diverse kinds of temptations, that's James' way of saying a whole bunch of, a, a whole bunch of kind of stuff. It's just a whole bunch of kind of, just all kind of stuff. And I think somebody streaming or somebody even in this facility today is dealing with all kinds of stuff. Sometimes in life we're dealing with all kinds of stuff. Our struggles aren't like action movies. When one person gets jumped by a group of guys and they take turns jumping you. I, was, I have a confession to make. I was, I, was watching, I was watching a movie yesterday, an old movie, an old Rudy Ray Moore. Yeah, Rudy Ray Moore. Petey Wheatstraw. The Devil's Son-in-Law is on Amazon Prime, and I was watching it yesterday. Something about those old movies, those old movies, when, when one guy is getting jumped by a whole bunch of guys, it's, it's something how the, the guys who are jumping the one guy are, are so courteous where, where they take turns jumping the guy. And in this Rudy Ray Moore movie, he would, several scenes where he or somebody else is getting jumped by a group of guys and they're all taking turns. You might have one guy with a gun and he's standing off, but he's waiting on the guy with the stick to finish getting beat up first. And after the guy with the stick gets beat up, then the dude with the gun moves in all slow. Then he gets beat down. Then another guy he's waiting his turn after the dude with the gun. Then there's another dude with a nunchuck doing all that stuff, you know. With the nut, then he waits, then he gets beat down, then another dude comes, he knows the karate and all of that. He comes in, he gets beat down. They're all taking their turn, one after the other. It's all neat and choreographed. Ooh, if only life was like that, where, where all of your challenges would just take a turn, but who else besides me? Seems like it's just one thing on top of another, attacking you in your life. Uh, while you are grieving, then you get sick. When you get sick, then something breaks down in the house. Then one of your children act up. Then your spouse don't want to act right. Then on top of that, people on your job don't want to act right. Then on top of that, your neighbor is tripping. Then on top of that, you get something in the mail that you want, some bad news in the mail that you weren't even expecting, a bill that you didn't even know you had. Then on top of that, somebody else calling you with some foolishness. Listen, if only life, if only the enemy would wait and, 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 and take and come at us with stuff in sequence. But so many times in life, we get stuff compounded one on top of the other. But the good news is, according to the scriptures, and if I understand this commanded blessing a little bit, it means that you have already won. You're already a champion. You're chosen, you're challenged with all kinds of enemies coming at you at the same time. But I've got some good news. You have already won. I need somebody with some compounded troubles dealing with all kind of stuff simultaneously. Type in those comments. I have already won. I am a champion. I have already won. There is a commanded blessing on my life. And I want to tell you today, don't you give up. Don't give up the fight. You have already won. God has already commanded your victory. God has already commanded your W. God has already commanded and spoke to your struggle and commanded your struggle to tap out. You are a champion. You've already won. It is critical for this to get in your spirit because the brethren need you to walk in your victory. We need you to be part of our current cloud of witnesses to give the rest of us hope. When you walk in your victory. We all share in that victory. We don't have time to be jealous or resentful as you get healed. We don't have time to be angry when your marriage works out and ours don't.
We give God the glory when your child succeeds, even if ours hasn't succeeded yet. The brethren need you to walk in your victory and give God the glory so all of us can have hope. So Union Grove, here's what I need us to do. I, I need us, his, listen, let's live in harmony and rejoice when we see the manifestation of commanded blessings on our fellow champions' lives. Let's give God glory when we see God's commanded blessings on our fellow champions' lives. That's an excellent way for everyone to honor everyone. While we're waiting on our healing, let's shout over our brother or sister's miracle. While we're waiting on our door to open, let's shout in the hallway when a door opens for our brethren. We don't have to wait on our turn to praise God. When our commanded blessing has hit the inbox of our lives, we can praise, dance, shout, run, holler, Lift up our hands when a champion in our church family receives their commanded blessing. It's awesome. Listen, it's an awesome thing to belong to a fellowship when, our, when other folk can shout off your blessing even when they're waiting on their own. That's harmony right there, y'all. That's harmony and it's good, pleasant, precious, and refreshing. So I just want to close by making this proposition. I want to put a motion on the floor. How about we do that now? How about we praise God? Hallelujah. Praise God for our brother's miracle. Let's give God glory for our sister's elevation. Let's rejoice in someone else's breakthrough. Let's shout for another champion's open door. Another champion's restoration. Another champion's marriage. How about we shout because you're still here. After all you've gone through, you're still here. I want to give God a praise because you're still here. Rona hasn't taken you out. No other sickness or disease has taken you out. Grief hasn't taken you out. Depression hasn't taken you out. That car accident hasn't taken you out. I'm praising God today because you are still here. The devil thought that he had you, but God commanded your deliverance. Death wanted to take you out last night, but God commanded another day of life for you. Death didn't want you to wake up this morning, but God commanded another day of life for you. Here, who's been born 
here that ought to put clapping in your hands, running in your feet to know that despite your past, despite your faults, despite your failures, I know I've been born again. Hallelujah. Somebody ought to give him praise for the new birth in Jesus. Somebody ought to give him glory for the new praise in Jesus, for the new birth in Christ. Hallelujah. to praise him. I need somebody to give him glory. I need somebody to lift him up if he bless you to be born again. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. And I need to talk to that sinner. No matter what has you in bondage, no matter, no matter what is holding you down, you can be born again. You can start over. You can begin again in Christ. For if any man, any woman is in Christ, he is. She is a new creation. It can be yours today. You can begin again today and be born into the brethren, be born into the fellowship, and be harmonious with us. You ain't gotta be perfect. Be growing, be, be one who's being, who's being groomed, one who's being matured by the challenges that you're facing. Refuse to willingly live in sin. Give your life over to Christ and you can be born again today. This has been Dr. David Anthony Clark of the Union Grove Missionary Baptist Church of Warner Robins, Georgia. We thank you for listening. If you're ever in the Middle Georgia area, please worship with us. On the behalf of Dr. Clark and the Union Grove family, thank you for listening.